Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. So let's recap our recipe. We got two full cups of James Charmin. We've got a pinch of Craig Forrest, one big juicy Brennan Dunlop, a handful of Jimmy Brennan's, and we're going to place all of that inside our Dan Wong and pop that in the oven for 199 episodes. Mmm, that smells good enough to eat. And there you have it, folks. Footy Prime the Podcast. Who'd like the first taste? Oh, I would love to have a taste. Mmm. Tastes of just for men and Cialis. It is missing something. A pinch of Danny Dicchio. Couldn't have made the recipe without you. Another sherry. <laughs> Nigel is back for episode 199 this footy prime podcast um as we do things a little bit differently in this podcast um the big 200 will be going this friday but we don't celebrate the big 200 we're going to celebrate the big 203 next week because we'll be back in person and it's just a better way to celebrate than virtually so the big 203 next wednesday somewhere to be determined, we think. Anyway, Shaman's here. Wong is here. Forrest is here. Brennan's here. Dunlop is here. And we have a new European champion. Kind of. In that the other <laughs> tournament. Eintracht Frankfurt beating our beloved Glasgow Rangers on penalties. We'll be getting to that. We'll be getting to Nottingham Forest off to Wembley looking at the Premier League and it's not so distant future, perhaps. We've got some pretty serious issues today, but we'll we'll obviously check those with uh, Wonga's viewer feedback segment, now to be known as uh, Wonga's mail stack. Just seems to fit better with the podcast. But boys, let's start, shall we, with uh, the Europa League final. It's a tough way to lose, isn't it, eh? on penalties? It's a familiar conversation, isn't it? <laughs> Had the exact same one, I think, on Sunday night. Actually, but I actually <laughs> enjoyed did. these penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, was amazed, Craig? What, the one thing out of all this this game today, what struck me was that that Aaron Ramsey plays for Rangers. Who knew? I had no idea. I think it's surprising. Now, in fairness, I haven't watched too much Europa League action this year. I had no or, clue. Or Serie A, I guess, to see that he wasn't still at Juve. Well, he wasn't playing there anyway. Amazing. Which Sounds part was amazing. amazing, Craig? Which which part was amazing? Specifically? The penalty, his penalty. Yeah. Is yeah, a penalty or was or him or him playing at Rangers? What's amazing? <laughs> the penalty. Okay. Did you watch the game, Craig? I the did. Penalty. <laughs> what happened with his penalty? What what was what was so amazing about his specific penalty? No, I just said he's the unlucky guy that missed it. Wow. <laughs> wow. He knows. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't lucky. He wasn't uh, lucky. That, that was amazing. 
Yeah, that's why people tune in to Pretty Prime the podcast. Thanks <laughs> for that kind of insight. That's what separates us from the rest, guys. That's right. We didn't even know he was there. So, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, he was, he, he was stepping up for that penalty. Everybody's going, "Who's that?" <laughs> Red, Red, oh. Red, Gordon Ramsay. What? I mean, he's been he played football in the last ten years for crying out loud. Every, I feel, everyone I feel bad for the guy. Right? I felt bad for Arsenal because he was always injured. He get the move to Juventus. He's always injured. I felt bad for him. And then today, oh shit, he's a Rangers player. Good for him. And he misses a penalty. Wow. Not ideal. Wow. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Did you enjoy the game, Jimmy? Did you watch the game? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. Was it excellent? It was amazing. <laughs> it was it was bang average, wasn't it? it was oh, the it poor teddy bears! Can he get a win? Can they? Oof. I know. It's just listen. I mean, it, it would have been nice for them to to get the result today, but you know, it wasn't wasn't meant to be. But I think uh, I think the fans would have cherished that moment, wouldn't they? Um, they would you know, these 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 opportunities come along more or less once in a lifetime, and for for them just to get there alone was some achievement for Rangers. Really was. Because the, the, last, the last appearance there was 2008, so it's not really once in a lifetime, unless you've got a very short lifespan. But life was very different then. Let's remember that the team actually disappeared uh, in between that time and had to come back from the bowels of Scottish football all the way to this yeah. point to, just to yeah. get back there. And Scottish that? football as a whole is nowhere... Yeah, not amazing for anyone on that side of things. Exactly. And Scottish yeah. football is nowhere near where it was at that level, where it wasn't that wild to think that, oh, yeah, Rangers or Celtic could make a run. Celtic beat Barcelona. Celtic had been in the last 16 of the, the Champions League kind of around that period as well, too. And that would feel so unthinkable now for either of them. So it's special, and you can see what it meant. 100,000 Rangers supporters invaded uh, Seville. Crazy. I'm, I'm sure they, they've all gone to bed early and have cleaned up after themselves and made it a quiet <laughs> night yeah. in Sevilla. Celtic or... Uh, Celebrating in Glasgow right now, so yeah, as if they won the cup. Happy, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the scenes at uh, Eintracht Frankfurt Stadium, which is incredible, by the way? And it is acoustically, it's it's designed um, to to be as loud as possible. They actually do a lot of musical ventures there, um, but it looked like Wembley when Freddie Mercury and and your boys were selling out Wembley there. Someone watched the movie. No, no, no. I've seen your T-shirt before. You know the one with Borat on the front? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's that, was, hilarious. that was a good always, movie, though. That joke always went down well with me. Hey, Shams, you're wearing Borat. Why are you wearing Borat? It's not Borat. Buddy. It's not Borat. It's Freddie Mercury. Excellent movie, though. Amazing. <laughs> Great <laughs> one. Borat? Well, that was, no. that was good, too. The first one, anyway. The, the no, second one? Well, you didn't like the second Borat? It was uh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought the first one stole... The, the franchise. Yeah. That was the yeah. best one. Yeah. Tore the ass out of it with the second one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First. Uh, oh, back to the back to today's game, though. But, you know, penalties, though, you, you watch, there's more and more, it seems there's more and more shootouts now. I'm not sure if that's true or not. It just seems that way. But, Craig, it seems that the penalty quality is great in the modern shootout, whether it's a skill, whether it's all, you know, they're, they're mentally stronger, whether it's because the keepers have to stay in their lines now. I don't know what the reason is, but it seems that the quality of penalties is at an all-time high right at the moment. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I think the uh, having to stay on your line is a big, is a big factor. I think the goalkeepers know that so they're being watched as well, so they're really cautious of that. But uh, Sheffield United might not think the same. But yeah, lots of penalty shootouts. There seem to be shootouts for just about everything recently, which isn't great, but I think it's just a. Uh, coincidence boys is it not that the penalties of the specialization of penalties have been more prioritized jimmy like when you think about when you first went to england how many scenarios that you know some of your teams would have been in where you guys just didn't practice it but if you were internationals maybe maybe there was more of a, a focus on it but i feel it's just such a more specialized and prioritized yeah do you know do you know what it was if you know if, if, if it was regular season game the only guys that would take penalties would be Normally, your strikers or whoever was your the, the guy that was meant to take them, they would practice it, right? I would never take a penalty. Um, but then if you got into cup matches and there was an opportunity that it could go into penalty shots, then 
obviously the, the gaffer and the staff would say, okay, we, we need to practice this. Hmm. And then you, that week you would probably a couple times, three times throughout the week at the end of training, start taking penalties just in case, but regular season, you'd never take penalties. It's just the, just the guys that took it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you practice it all your whole career, Jimmy, for that one moment when you know you're probably going to have to step up and you'll be like, oh, fuck, I never practiced my whole career. I'm going to miss this thing. Yeah, and funny you say that because I actually <laughs> did miss a penalty. There you go. Yeah. I think, he, I think he remembers it. No, I do. Clear as day. No, I'm talking Craig. He's angry at you still. <laughs> yeah. I actually missed one in the gold. I, I missed one in the gold cup. Against, of course you did. Against the Yanks. <laughs> Keeper made a world-class save though. Fuck. Now I don't know how he got a hold of that one. <laughs> you, you picked the corner. Wrapped it. Wrapped it in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we, Craig, you know, with those shootouts that you have, obviously, you know, being the hero for so many occasions, I mean, were you just like pissed off and furious, furious with your, your teammates that they blew it? Because the pressure's uh, on you, right? I mean, what is, maybe, maybe there's no pressure on you. We don't expect no. you to save the, the kick, right? No, there's no pressure on the goalkeepers. Not, I never felt but pressure. You enjoyed that playing I, with the heads too, right? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the penalty shootouts generally, except the results. Uh, the, the one that hurt the most was against Australia in the uh, World Cup qualifying. Half or quarter quarter spot we got, but if we beat them, we would have played Diego Maradona in Argentina, so that would have been pretty cool. But hmm. uh, other than that, pretty pretty good record penalty shootouts. It's, it's the moment that, that makes that hurt the most. It's the, it's the yes moment because that for you was a a, a cup final in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but Craig, yeah. did the CSA's the Canada Soccer's analytics department um, give you a little dossier in each penalty taker at every? tournament you played in yeah that's right they they had to wake me up because i was on five sleeping pills going down there in the plucked up chicken position all the way to australia <laughs> coach yeah <laughs> of course jimmy jimmy just sent a picture here of uh yeah. sambu the forest keeper and that incredible playoff on on tuesday and his water bottle has the, the rundown of the names and what they might do right and, and what he should do i mean that's a pretty common thing nowadays but it's so cool to see it close up and uh, in this Twitter exchange that, that Jimmy sent, Samba's asking for his bowl back because <laughs> yeah. someone's de-leafed it. It's, it's pretty clever. And if you watch him in the match, every time he'd pick up his water bottle, but it was wrapped in the towel. Yeah. And so whoever was taking it, you kind of open up the towel a little bit and look to see what that player's tendency was. And that's how he was guessing which way they were going to go. And then yeah. he put it back down. It's clever. How about, somebody, how about somebody on the bench have a fucking – little piece of paper and he looks over and he, they tell him. Yeah, that's easy to do. <laughs> There's an idea too. <laughs> although, although Klopp, did you hear this? In the FA Cup final, uh, Klopp had told Mane where to shoot because thinking that he's playing against his Senegal teammate, goes the opposite way to where he, think he thinks you'd go. Mm-hmm. And it was the wrong call in the end. And Klopp had to apologize afterwards. Not that it mattered. Yeah, I sent Craig a Instagram reel. Craig, I don't know if you saw Ben Foster t- telling the story about playing Salah in the that recent game when uh, Watford got smashed, and Salah had come up to him and he had his hand over his mouth and and he said, "Hey, if if I had hit that penalty, which way were you going to dive?" And Foster's like, "Ah, okay, I see what he's doing. I kind of like it, but I don't want I don't want to tell him. But ah, it's most Salah. Okay, I would go to the right." And he was like, yeah, okay, I, I really wondered if you were going to go right. And I forget what Salah's answer was, but that was a pretty cool exchange. It's something you never really hear or see much of. We had, uh, when we played Trinidad Tobago in the semifinal of the Gold Cup, um, penalty given away. So Carlo Corzine actually plays with this guy from Trinidad and Tobago. So he comes up right up to me. I'm on the goal line, and he says, this guy goes to your left all the time, every time. So as I'm, he's running back to the 18, I'm like, well, he just saw you tell me that. Now, like, you know, now what's going on? So I, I went the opposite way that he told me, and, and so did the player. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so thanks, Carlo. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, though. Wait, I always wonder that as a goalkeeper. Head games. Yeah, right. Because in your head thing, okay, he always goes right. But that means this time he'll go left because he always goes right. And then you start overthinking, I imagine. 
aren't you better off to try and react? Do you think? Because not all, they're not all great Ooh. penalties, right? They're not always picking know. the corner. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something, right? And I, I remember that game clear as day when we're playing in, and Big Forrest is in goal. And he's bouncing around on the line, right? And I'm standing on the edge of the 18-yard box. And he's doing all these moves, shuffling back and forth. It almost looked like the robot. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this guy doing on the line right now? <laughs> and sure enough, I bet you the, the guy that was taking the penalty was probably looking going, what is this guy doing? If you could see the clip of him going side to side to side. At one point, six, I was standing six, by six. the point. Oh, I was standing <laughs> by the post. Yeah. I was like, right by the post. <laughs> Yeah, shoot there. I dare to shoot yeah, there. And, and then he comes like, oh, like, come flying across the line again. If you could see the video, it was hilarious. It was dancing. And I'm trying not to laugh, but knowing myself, I was giggling like hell. And he saved it, to be fair. He threw everybody off. And then we went over to say, well done, man. Stacks, what a save. And he's like that. Fuck off. Everybody get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> was he still dancing, though? Did he continue the dance? I had a little shuffle. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was all busy. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy was, was Craig on the pitch? Was Craig a different Craig to the Craig that we know here in the podcast? Oh, yeah. On the pitch, yeah. When it was time to work, we worked. Right? We, and we, we had a good bunch of guys, too. We, we'd love to have a laugh. Right? You, you're doing a job that you love and you're playing football. But, you know, when, when it was on the pitch and it was time to, time to play, everybody was dialed in and focused. We knew what we had to do. That was a job. And then after the match and yeah it was a different story it was just banter having a laugh joking around but there were certain times they had to be serious and that, i think that's the one thing that we had and as a professional you have to have that right when to switch it off and when to switch it on so and during games yeah he was he was dialed in he was focused for sure he was because the craig that i know i mean i watched craig you know his whole career as well and i had images of him screaming at his defenders right like screaming and looking like this guy man jesus guy's pretty He's Most eight. times that was probably well, then me it, he was telling that. Maybe. But then I got to know Craig, right? And, and I can't understand how this Craig could be that Craig, mm. right? But it's amazing yeah. how I think some players can just hit that switch when they cross those white lines. Yeah, we were talking about uh, Richie Larea being like that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, you're a bit like that as a broadcaster. You're much more likable on air than you are off air. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those crazy things. Yeah, that's why yeah, nobody. I'm calls, a that's why cunt. And then, uh, then, then the show starts, and I'm quite pleasant. That's why nobody calls you off the show. <laughs> that's right. Hi. You don't want to go for a beer? Anyone? Yeah. What's going on? Meanwhile, these pricks are out having a great old time. Dude, every si ever since roll. you went to Pickering, you're you're off my call list. <laughs> Just too far, man. Norms, if least... it makes you feel any better, I'm within ten miles of these guys, and I've never got a phone call either. Bro. Come on, B. We'll have a beer. No, that's not Come true. On, one actually sent me a text tonight saying, "Hey, Shams, can you take the train down next Wednesday so we can have some bevies? Yeah, we desperate to hang out with me. We desperate. booked Betty's. We're gonna be at Betty's, Brendan." Just so you know, you can tell all your fans we're at Brett. <laughs> tell yeah. all your groupies. Edit it. Yeah. Edit that out. Your cousin. Yeah. I'm actually not going to be there. This is, feels like a great time to tell you. I, I got the days wrong. I'm actually not available next Wednesday. Um, I, because unlike but most people who do holiday weekends. Um, no, I came for the big shows. 199, I'll be here for 200. Be here for Are you serious? You're not going to be here on. I'm not going to be here Wednesday. I, I completely forgot. We're we're we're, we're away on uh, Lake Huron. Oh, so we're going to have a massive night out then. You should. Oh, you should. Brilliant. Oh yeah, the big yeah. two o three. Can I can I stay at your house? You should hit Palazzo. You should. But do you yeah. miss the old neighborhood? No, I've got nowhere to stay. I don't want to take a train home. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay with one of these clowns. I'll stay at my place. Yeah, we'll, we'll all stay at your place. Oh Jesus! Yeah, let's, you, let's, you, be a, let's do it from Dunlop's house. Is yeah, it won't even know, you won't yeah, even know where canola there. party. You can have a Crisco party at Gunny's. <laughs> yeah, lube uh, ourselves up and have no, an MDMA God. dance party like Craig and the Goals. <laughs> well, I'll go, we'll go play with his hairspray. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Look through his walk-in closet, you know. Elena's got the little one in the corner, but he's got this huge closet full of clothes. You don't Elena's want Sharp sleeping weird, in right? your bed. You don't want Sharps just like curled it up on your pillow? Take care of no, Samson, right? No, I'd rather not. <laughs> Samson's coming, coming to the You're doing Amber Heard on the bed. 
<laughs> is that your dog's name, Samsonite? <laughs> Samson is his name. <laughs> Charms, Charms calls him Samsonite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he was a rescue. That was his name. And to be honest, uh, I'd always, my whole, my whole life, I'd wanted a, a, a golden retriever type dog, a big, big lab. And I, I wanted to name him Michigan. So when I found Samson before we met him, like this, he's, he's got, he looks like he's got all the traits. Looks like he, he could be a candidate to be renamed Michigan. Met him? No, he's definitely a Samson. So Charms he's lovingly calls him Samsonite. He's a lovely boy. I like Samsonite. Yeah. It just cost me $100 um, for a skin irritation this week. Love, love the guy. Mm-hmm. All those vets get you every time. Oh, God. V- vets are like the mechanics of healthcare. Of course they are. A it's not like your dog says, cents. oh, I, I, got a, I got a niche. Can you help me out? <laughs> they no. just tell you, oh, I think you need this. And then you need that. Before you know it, you spent a grand. Yeah. What's wrong with the usual steroid that you put up his spinal cord to make him stop itching? Now it's got to be a laser treatment? Yeah. My cat's a better guy. No. no. Pretty close. Yeah. We're yeah. Some, we've got some bad numbers on this podcast. Our numbers dropping like flies. Yeah. yeah. JC's, Craig's dog, your dog. My other cat. Charms, your other cat. Holy mackerel. Yeah, but you've got a farm, though, Charms. What? You have a farm of animals. <laughs> yeah, I think you're used to kills them as well. It's getting smaller now. He yeah. kills them. <laughs> yeah. No. I, don't, I don't like cats. Neither do I. I hate Why cats. Not? They're what the worst. Cats? I don't trust I them. Same. No, I wouldn't trust them. Don't trust them at all. They're all just so sneaky. They're just staring. They're all you know, they're different. Gone. What about those guys who are like rat people? That doesn't make sense to me. No. One of those rats, you know, that they let jump around on them. Yeah. yeah, well, those guys are never, never with women, are they? Ever. No. Rat, pe- rat people and snake people have a tough time talking to women, I think. Have uh, you ever yes. seen a, has anybody ever seen a cat have sex? Yeah, it's, dogs not, it's hilarious. I've seen a cat, though. Yeah, I've seen it. Did I was you? on mushrooms when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> we all did mushrooms. They were watching the two cats. All of a sudden, we're like, What's going on? And these two cats start fooling around. And that was your not, buddy. Yeah. Is that no. website still in existence? Is that? Uh, <laughs> yes. Actually, it's my preference. Uh, and they, would I do the? Uh, it comes up your main categories. That's yeah. right. Cats Are on mushrooms. Sure? Are you sure they were cats? No, he's not. He can't be. No. He was high. No, there's no he, way. He just cool. saw some, some creature having sex. Is what he saw. He assumed <laughs> yeah. it was a cat. His, his yeah, visibility just went out the window. <laughs> There was his buddy purring beside him. Wow. <laughs> Everyone needs some love. Everyone needs some love, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. I've heard cats have sex. It's horrible noise. Ugh. Screeching. Oh. Really? What the hell was, the hell was never, that? I never saw that sneaky. They're very sneaky. He's <laughs> <laughs> got two cats, right? The male and female? or, or One, two One's a female, female, one's a male, but he's got no nuts, so he's not worried about all that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, it took me like, years just before like I Papa. <laughs> just like Papa. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but <laughs> if I, I got nuts, <laughs> you haven't got nuts. I felt bad for saying it. You know when you feel bad? Yeah. I was good. I, Jimmy yeah. didn't feel bad. The audacity. Oh, it. Yeah. There shall be no nuts in this house. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I'm going to stay up at your place one night when you're sleeping. I'm going to come in there with a little like fucking oh, tweezers. Oh, great. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. Lorraine, Lorraine Bobbitt of the sack. I'm going to like sneak you. into Jimmy's house with, with, with one run mushrooms. Yeah. Ooh. Little MDMA. Ooh. Yeah. And then the next, day, next day, Craig will have two and Jimmy will have one. <laughs> We'll Didn't do the face off. off. John Travolta for Nick Cage ball. It'll be off enough for us to Craig and to uh, Marco. Remember? In that oh, Jimmy yeah. 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 To the highest bidder, he said, though. The highest yep. bidder, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was only if he had three. Yeah. Thanks. If Jimmy. I had three. <laughs> is this yep. still a suspicion or this is a fact that you do not? I don't know. Some days it feels like there's three, some days two. You should get that checked out, pal. Yeah, what would a ball go for, anyways, on the market? Jeez, you're right. biggest, I guess. In Eastern Europe, yeah, now a lot. <laughs> a Scottish Irish testicle. Not, I don't yeah, think yeah. they're doing the. They're not doing the organ trace. You don't do like a host trace for the organ. I think organs you have to now market. with the DNA I think on the black market. 
Yeah, you have to line them up. You're telling me you're buying kidneys in Syria. You think you know who it came from? But he could yeah. be a universal donor bee. Jimmy's third nut could be good for everybody. Yeah. Hey, well, I got I got a anyone. story. I only have two today, though. Okay. <laughs> when you guys were coming up, right? Uh, especially as young guys, and you know you're on fifty pounds a week or whatever it was. Um, was there anybody that was that was hitting the donation lab on a consistent basis, trying to grab some cash? Because that would oh. be a great story for like a TV show. The, yeah, they know, did, the, they the eighteen-year-old, twenty-year-old footballer that needed a, a little cash on the side, so he was just banging out future footballers into a cup at the local donor clinic in Burnley or whatever. Didn't, didn't uh, yeah? They don't pay. They pay in America, though, don't they? Oh, yeah. Apparently, they do, yeah. Oh. yeah. They do? Really? Yeah. Well, I think that's why it's a thing. Yeah. So, they, they don't pay in England? No. And how do you know stacks? Well, because, well, I'll tell you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I I ended up in one of those uh, uh, trials. Like, no, no. Uh, well, before I had chemo, they wanted me to shoot into a cup and save some, uh, save a few of the little guys. And. And uh, for, a rainy so day. Me, for a rainy day, just in case, right? So uh, I've already had surgery, so I got one ball. I end up in Cambridge, and they got this beautiful ho- uh, hotel hospital just primarily for this type of thing, people that can't have babies and all these different things and storing and whatnot. So crazy thing was you're allowed to take your girlfriend with you, and you go into a room, and... They had porno magazines to look at. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, so you could, there, so you, could also, you could also go to stay outside then. <laughs> That's right. I was, hey, so worry, I'm, never, I'm, I'm never, fine. Never mind. It's actually better anyway. You can just sit in the car, love. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, back in a, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> hey, who was in here last? There's cats on the TV. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So anyway, but they do tell you that she she cannot participate in any way. Like we don't want any, you know, saliva or any other juices mixed in, right? Mm. We just want uh, pure, right? So anyway, when I they get they get as we're as we're walking up, they gave me the they give us these two jars, right? And they were about you know three inches deep, I would say, and probably. You know, three or four inches wide. Quite a big, two big cups with a little screw. <laughs> like, a, a, like could hold a jar of jam or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I said to Sophie, I said, uh, I wonder why they give uh, two cups. She says, maybe some guys fill them up. <laughs> I'm like, are, are you fucking kidding me? I said, Peter North wouldn't fill one of these up, let alone two of them. <laughs> and when I'm finished, it's just a little drop in the bottom one. Oh. Right? So I'm like, so I'm like, just feeling awful. She's feel. thinking like some guys would fill them up. So we go to, we finish up, we go down, and I was so embarrassed. I put them at the little thing. At the little window, and I buzz the buzzer, and we run. <laughs> so I I get a call later, and they're like, "Oh, it's a so and so nurse from uh, the hospital." I'm like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" She says, uh, "Fine, great." She goes, "You didn't read the instructions, did you?" I went, "Instructions? What kind of instructions? It's pretty simple, isn't it?" I, Why did you give me two bottles? She says, "You're supposed to fire the first shot in the one." And then the, all the rest in the other one. So it's easier for them to separate because the first one's got more sperm in it. Oh, all right. So they said you also have to come back in four days because that's when you're at your peak amount and don't be doing any masturbating or anything in the meantime because you want to be ready to go. But they said, you don't have to come back. We got more than enough. So I was Atta like, oh, boy. really? I said, I said, hang on. I'm going to put you on a speaker. I said, can you say that, <laughs> can you say that again? 
<laughs> we, yes, there you go, so One ball, more than enough. I was about to feel sorry for you. Some guys filling it up. <laughs> Break. No, Dan, it was on fire. I was on fire. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking right. <laughs> if, you're, if you're just discovering three prime the podcast, uh, thanks to our new partnership, you stumbled upon this episode. This is pretty much what you get. <laughs> so you know. Uh, and and I got rid of him a couple of years ago, and I was in tears. I, I was I I was paying like two hundred and fifty quid a year for a, it's expensive, right? Yeah. How much, how much space oh, in the refrigerator is it taking? Seriously. It's a big scam. You think you think vets are, are scams? I'll tell you what, the fertility business. My God. Lot of money yeah. in that. So hold on. So this is this has been twenty years, twenty-five years that you had them locked up in the fridge. Yeah. In some NHS hospital in Cambridge. Yeah. And they tell you, look, if you don't uh inflation, it's going up to two seventy-five a year. And you're like, that's you know, I'm done with it. And they just toss it in the in the can? In the just, toilet. In the toilet. No, but you, you go Craigslist right now. There's a million other ones. You go on Craigslist or, or or Kijiji in England. You can buy a former Premier League goalkeeper's spunk for about fifty quid. Bet you it's on there right now. Doesn't say what somebody's got it in their freezer and they're at their house. <laughs> yeah, hey, that wasn't that a Mohammed Alfied. Pesci was telling us that story. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Paul Peshkaslido was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he was saying uh, a story regarding Mohamed Al-Fayed, who owned Fulham at the time, and how uh, well. Just listen to the podcast. It involved Pesh, his wife Karen, and uh, Mohamed Al-Fayed's. To, to be clear, scene. it didn't involve his wife Karen. It just that she. <laughs> no, but we did the story. Did. The story that he was talking about. Right, the, the story involved. Yeah, the story right. involved. Mohamed I just think words. I just think words matter, Charms. In this, no, words words matter. Just context. You could just provide That's a little. That's why we context. have our discretionary warning. Words don't get twisted. <laughs> it's, it's certainly worthwhile for this episode, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, league championship playoff. <laughs> Forest to <laughs> Wembley. How about those tricky trees? Yep, Ooh. Samba with, with a just a huge save late in that match, and then two penalty yeah. saves. Once again, the keeper can be the hero, never the villain in shootouts. And then the old-fashioned pitch invasion, where where the blades Billy Sharp gets headbutted. Um, Ollie McBurney gets uh, caught on film stamping. It looks like, anyway, a fan. Listen, pitch invasions look great visually, right? It's like old-school, 80s throwback, but probably not the best things in this day and age. But still, it really kind of added to the occasion, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. But it, they can be dangerous. He's always takes one idiot. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. So that happened post-match. Billy Sharp, a fan, came up and headbutted him. Oh, you should have yeah. seen it. I kind of ran right through him. Yeah, but Jimmy, you look okay. I was all right. <laughs> With a sore of a head, but I'm all yeah, right. you. I saw you out there with the flares, this running through the smoke. <laughs> There's actually a famous shot of uh, uh, Cluffy, Brian Clough. Uh, There's a pitch invasion or a couple guys run on the field, and one guy runs up to Cluffy. His own fan is like, yeah, and Cluffy gave, Clough cuffed him around the side of the head. Remember yeah, that? Slapped him. Give yeah, him a slap right him. in the head. Get off the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> imagine nowadays for that you get arrested, get suspended, fined, laying hand on a fan. But still, it was quite the moment, wasn't it? So Huddersfield, Jimmy, Huddersfield Forest in the big man coming up next on Saturday, right? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's a... you feeling good about that? What, what do you think? You no, I fa I've, I, yeah, I fancy us. I think the, the the lads will be up for it. It was. Good performance, a bit scrappy last night. Sheffield match. United played well. They they must they feel did. they did really well, much better they, than I thought. Yeah, yeah, they did play very very well. You know, if times for us were on the ropes, but you know it was uh, it was a good performance overall. And, you know, I thought Samba was brilliant. He made a wicked save, an extra time there, um, and early, and I, yeah, early in the game, early. late in the game, and then he made that the one penalty save. By the way, Jimmy, when he stayed still. And he catches it with his right arm, and it goes straight up and hits the bar. I mean, yeah. that, that's a that's an unbelievable save. Oh, to be able to get that much on it to go straight up and hit the bar. Well, you imagine how solid his arm was just yeah. putting it out like that. Oh, my gosh. Guy hit, he, he, hit it, he hit it hard. And yeah. he just went like that, put one arm out, and it just went straight up. I was like, Jesus, what a save. His shithousery at the start of that shootout was world class. 
Don't you think? Oh, it was brilliant. It was all mind games, wasn't it? Taking us time and staring them down. It was brilliant. He kept doing yeah. it. You're right with the bottle, with the towel. Like he just milked it as long as he could. Yeah. That that save late in the game was much like Trap's save late in the game today as well. Very similar ones, weren't they? And it's just incredible goalkeeping. It's, I guess, Craig, in that situation, you make yourself big. That's all you can do. And then kind of hope. Is that, that what it comes down to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When Trap when he made that save, that's exactly what he's doing. He knows he's really exposed. And make yourself as big. Try to predict where the ball is going to go a little bit. And hope for the best, really. That's all you can do. But yeah, Samba did that Yeah, a couple times. De Gea does that really well. Stays mm-hmm. up big. Yeah. Now, can I ask, is this the third and fourth place team to go from the championship, and that's why they're playing at Wembley, correct? They're playing for that third place mm-hmm. from relegation to go promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, three, through, three through six go into a little knockout tournament. Okay, so it's three through six. Okay, and one and two go straight up to promotion? Yep. Yeah, automatic. Wow. Fulham and Bournemouth. Okay, and Fulham, they didn't spend too much time down in the championship, did they? No, they no. get the parachute payment, so they've they get more money to spend. That's why you'll see the teams that are relegated normally yeah. hang around. Well, same with same with Bournemouth as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were they were there for two I think it's <clears throat> years. Bournemouth, right? And they, they've mm-hmm. popped back up now. Scott Parker, yeah. he's done a great Norwich. job there. Norwich will be the next ones next year, though. Yeah. Oh, Norwich will come back up. Yo, yo, yeah, up and down, up and down. Yeah, but I guess as a fan, you'll take that, right? <laughs> We'd be quite happy. I mean, most most fans below the Premier League. If they had the option of being Norwich, they'd probably gratefully take it, I would think. Do you think, I mean, we've discussed this before, I think, but having that that season where you're basically cannon fodder against some really big teams, you get this in big grounds around the country, is that better than them dominating in the league championship for a full year? <laughs> well, sometimes I wonder. Um, what about the football? A fun. What about a career, a career lower league, and you get that one year, Jimmy, in the Prem? And, yeah. and you get a chance to go to Old Trafford and to Anfield. I mean, even though you're getting whacked, you're feeling pretty good about it. I would assume the big picture. Well, no, I think I think you know the, the fans. Obviously, you know you're you're having a relegation scrap throughout the whole season. It's frustrating. The fans are enjoying. The, you know, they're traveling around the country. Obviously, not winning, but at least you know you're in the Premier League. But it's it's funny because when you get relegated. You know, everybody's down. But then when you're in the championship and if you're at the top of the table and you're fighting for promotion again, then there's a buzz around the city, right? Yeah. There's a buzz around the place. The players are excited. This, you know, the, the, the club as a whole is, is just buzzing because you're going back to that Premier League. So sometimes it's in a way, rather than fighting relegation or being there for the you know, five years in a row, sometimes it's better to come down and then get promoted again because it just creates new energy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. New energy. I guess it depends on the town or the market, right? Yeah. The, the, the club. Um, I had a friend who's a West Ham supporter and I had gone to England for the first time when West Ham were in the championship. I think it was only one season. They, they'd gone down this was 2012. I forget who they'd played. Watford it was in the match. And um, I was quite surprised at how, I, I, you know, not that I was surprised at how into the match everybody was, but how dialed in everyone was because they were really soaking in every match day because they were at the top and they were winning. And in the Prem, the couple seasons before, they were lucky to be 15th. They were avoiding relegation with, you know, with the exception of the last month when they were really like invested and into it, it wasn't as enjoyable. Whereas every single game, like really mattered and you know brought the potential for joy so they loved yeah. that championship season mm. no you make a good point because in that year that they got relegated several of the players cars were attacked at the corner of the bowl the bowl and pub mm. which you can't avoid coming out of upton park it's just such a tight area that you can't avoid it so you boys were staying in the dressing room or in the lounge for a couple hours after the game before leaving because they didn't want to get their car demolished at the corner. I went There's to that guys pub. overflowing, right? I drank at that pub. That's it's on the corner and it's across from that little parquet that has the statues, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I, I believe it to be the same because when I left that pub a couple hours after this match, um, Gold was being driven away in his Bentley. He was sitting in the front, in the passenger seat, the front passenger seat. And my buddy had spotted him. Oh, look who it is. And he gives him the hammer sign and he gave it right back. I think he might have even done it. Gold might have done it first. Yeah, what a legend. What a moment. Uh, a couple years later, bunch of twats, get them out. <laughs> yeah. But now it's, yeah. again, it's turned though, right, Craig? I mean, it's as if they're perhaps fully trusted, their owners. I mean, not too many owners are fully trusted. But uh, it seems as if Gordon Sullivan are uh, once again at least welcome in their stadium. Yeah, exactly. At least welcome. It's all gone quiet. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's all gone quiet for now. There's uh, talk, though, of um, the uh, what was the uh, British, uh, Great British Olympic, uh, Track and Field Association, whoever owns the stadium or at least leases it from West Ham now, however it works, uh, they may be pulling out and building their own stadium. We should give West Ham the stadium for themselves to make it into a proper football stadium, which is what they, they kind of want to do. But as long as the track's there, they can't really do it. So that was that's been reported about two weeks ago. I haven't heard much since about that. GB Athletics, that's the GB Athletics, who uh, kind of share it with, with West Ham. So that would be huge because you won't ever duplicate Upton Park, but you can mm. make it a better match experience, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they could. They were estimated they could probably make a significant difference at about 15 million pounds or something like that. Yeah, and would it cost them nothing, right? So <laughs> you're in pretty good shape. Well, yeah, they got the best deal ever. I mean, I, I think it's something like in 5 million pounds a year or I think it costs more than that, the upkeep. And that's just Mark Noble's salary. That's gone now. So, hey, no problem. Free. <laughs> Piece of cake. So, there we have it. We have uh, a couple of, uh, well, one champion crowned. We've got another one coming up on May 28th, of course. Um, and, of course, the playoffs coming up. So, still lots of football left as the season reaches its conclusion. A big story this week was 17-year-old Jake Daniels coming out as guy at Blackpool. Um, the first professional English player to do so. Now, we had Josh Cavallo uh, in Australia um, did the same thing. I think it was last year. He was the only, I think, the only current gay, openly gay professional footballer. Um, are you surprised it's taken this long, Jimmy? I mean, you've been no, around didn't, didn't, time. Didn't he no. come? No, Robbie no. Rogers did. It, it was Robbie, oh, Robbie Rogers. Rogers. My yeah, fault. I think, I think Rogers. Rogers had been retired or he'd been out of the game. And then Rogers had come back with the Galaxy. That's yep. right. That's right. Now, he's retired now, right, Rogers? Yeah. Well, playing overseas, actually, maybe, isn't it? Yeah, but I think he was retired when he came out, is my point. Right? He yeah. went, he went back Rogers? into the change room and played. Yes, he went back into the change room and played. But yes. I think he was away from the game when he came out. When he came out, yeah. Yeah, perhaps. But, but I mean, we've been talking about this. He was an NBA guy for the Nets. Same deal. Yeah. But we've been talking Collins. about this for 20 years now, right? Yeah. Expecting someone to come out and it hasn't happened and now it's a 17 year old kid in the league championship mm. yep. not a premier league just yet i'm mm. surprised it's, it's taken this long to at least get some progress yeah of course i i think so i think it's, it's taken way too long um and it's good to see that these players are comfortable with themselves and 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 uh and sharing what what they're going through um look at the end of the day regardless of your sexuality whatever it is it, it, you know it, it that doesn't that doesn't affect my life. It doesn't affect anybody else's. And they should be able to say, "Hey, listen, this is this is who I am." And and players shouldn't support that. And embrace it. Um, you know, but they, you must they have, been have to hide it. But you must have been in rooms in your career yeah. where, where that would have been very difficult. Oh, for sure. Like back back when we were playing, absolutely. I mean, it was hard to talk to footballers about anything really personal um, because you knew you were going to get ridiculed and. People are going to take the piss out of you. Um, but I think, you know, the, the game's changing and society's changing where I think the, you know, these individuals are, are, are more comfortable. Um, and so they should be. So they should be, be able to speak their mind and, and how they're feeling. Um, and they, they shouldn't be ridiculed for, this, for, for what they're going through. So it's, uh, for me, it's, I think it's great to see. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure that, that Blackpool dressing room will, uh, will embrace them and, uh, you know, make them feel very comfortable. Yeah, it's a difficult one for players to come out. I mean, uh, let's face it, it's not going to do you any favors. You're right. This is the problem, um, unfortunately. 
uh, not everybody's as comfortable as we are. And in Canada, we're miles ahead of most of the world, to be fair. And there's still problems here. But if you go back to the 90s and Justin Fashion, who was an English lad, I think he was the first million pound player <laughs> that was sold for, wasn't he? Yeah, because he was yeah, at North, was. North City. Yeah. Yeah. So he was playing in Canada uh, in the Canadian League and openly gay. Uh, his brother, John, if I remember right, was not overly supportive of him coming out in the first place. He called uh, him an outcast in, in a newspaper interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So what there year you was go. this, guys? What, what year? Oh, man. Early, going to the, early, in the 90s. 80s? 80s, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was long ago. And, and it, was, it was not a big deal for the players in Canada that played in that league. It really wasn't. They supported him 100%. It, but it's not always the case, unfortunately. But Well, um, Paul James, uh, former Cup International, um, he, he played with Justin Fashion, and he, he used to say that we all knew Justin was gay. He didn't really hide it. We didn't give a shit. We didn't care. No. It just shows that maybe we need to give footballers a bit more of the benefit of the doubt in these situations. You know, I think it's easy to say, oh, these Neanderthals wouldn't accept it, can't do it. You know, it's not a safe environment. Well, maybe at times it can be. And maybe but it's not just football, Sharms. No, sports in general. It's sports in general. NFL, NBA, NHL. It's the same thing. There has to be more gay players out there that are just keeping it in the closet because they know it's the best thing to do for them at this present moment. Well, that's why I think it probably took a 17-year-old kid to do it, right? Jay Daniels. Because he's 17. Kids nowadays um, haven't been, in in most cases, certainly in urban areas, haven't been stranded by homophobia. We all have growing up. Let's be honest. I say terrible things to my mates. You terrible words and names. I think we all did. You learn. You educate yourself. You change. But kids nowadays, I mean, my daughter, she, that they're all, yeah, well, without going to specifics, you know, with her and her friends, they talk about, I mean, nothing is off limits at all. Mm-hmm. Everyone is accepted no matter who they are. So it might take a younger kid, 17 on this case, to make that big step. You won't be seeing a guy in his 30s maybe doing that. B, who was that guy, Las Vegas Raiders, 94? Yeah. defensive end he he came out last year that's right two years ago right so yeah it's happening i mean i i find it amazing and admirable and just incredible that a 17 year old would have such confidence and strength of soul and spirit to do that mm-hmm. because 17 i you know like being different was the hardest thing in the world that's right uh, whatever your difference was right so but yeah. i think Good One point. of the the big priorities, right? And in, in general, young people are, are going to change the world, right? I know that's an old, old cliche, but it's it's young people that force change. And uh, you look, listen to the conversations that Udikio, Jimmy's had some, and Daswell have had about like this generation. And one thing you can kind of blanket say is like authenticity is such a priority for all of them. They just, they want to live their most authentic life, make mistakes along the way and learn, but like they really want to be authentic in what they're doing. And for someone in, in that situation that feels as though they can't be open about their sexuality, um, they want to maybe get to that destination, get to that point where they are quicker. And I think that at 17, the yes, the bravery to do that, um, we are going to see a lot more. And, and I, I think you will see someone in their 30s as well, but you're going to see a lot more young players, I think, comfortable, no matter what level it is in the spectrum that they are, to just be like, you know what? He's done this. I can do this too. And I think I wanna, You know, honestly, it would be really impactful would be somebody at the World Cup in a place like Qatar or the previous one, Russia, and yeah. come out and say, I am gay. I'm flaming as they come. And what are you going to do about it? Yep. Take some that serious courage. Rude. But how much respect that person get? Well, you know, the, the same week this happens with Jake Daniels, PSG were playing Montpellier and PSG were wearing rainbow colored numbers, show support for all the LGBTQ plus um, community. Idris Gay reportedly refused to play because he would not wear that. And I mean, <laughs> uh, where, where do you start? You know, you want to support people coming <laughs> out and say, oh, we, you know, we, we will progress. And, but these people still exist, right? Chick Kiyote of Crystal Palace, Ishmael Sars of, of Watford, his Senegalese teammates, tweeted support for him. Like, my God, a former prime minister in Senegal, Abdul Mbai, said, this is not homophobic. He does not want his image to be used to promote homosexuality. Leave him alone. People still just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, no, you know, some, some countries are really, really homophobic. 
and it's and then some countries it's illegal like it's you know yeah well, Saudi Senegal Arabia is, you're going to be keeping in prison yeah right I think I think it just shows that you know the we call it the the beautiful game the international game that unites us all but the reason the reality is is like for as international as we want to see the game people are different all, all over the world and there are yeah. and people think differently all over the world and just because we've united in kicking the football doesn't mean they unite in all of the things that we also we <clears throat> want to believe makes the international world great and inclusivity yeah. being that there's a lot of people that will play the game and want nothing to do with that side of yeah. uniting no but uh, you know at the same time guys you know if if an individual respects what you know what the cause is and and they support it but you know, they should be able to wear whatever they want. You shouldn't force them to say, you have to wear this shirt. Hmm. And that's where he's probably saying, well, I, I don't want to wear it. Actually, I can respect what's going on, but you can't force mm-hmm. people to wear things to, to say, oh, you must support this and you must wear this. That's not right. If FIFA say you can't use political imagery yeah. and you can't promote anything political, which is, again, bullshit. And there's, and, but, there's, but there's nothing wrong with that. Like if no, and it's a, but there is that thing. political fallout for that individual maybe too, right? Like we don't yeah. know, kind of when we were talking about Ovechkin and Putin's family and the Russian, like if, you know, you don't know, these guys can't stand up. They have a yeah. family back home. You don't know what kind of pressure they're 100%. under. 100%. You know, so yeah. look, it'd be great if this world wasn't murky, gray and horrible, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it is. Um, I, I think we give not too much credit. Yeah. I do. I, don't, I just think we're giving him too much credit. This isn't political; it's societal, right? And it's well, it's both. 2022, for Christ's sake, have we not come far enough to acknowledge these? Oh, people I'm not giving him credit. I'm just saying you society. don't know. You don't. But, know. I mean, but I mean, good example. You look in the Premier League, and there's still, you know, all 22 players to kick off a match get down, go down on one knee, right? Which was blanketed yeah. across a lot of leagues um, in the CPL. In the those island games was one of the the first leagues where I like I'd seen that just every every single no hesitation every person every staff member just did it. I believe that to be the right thing. In Formula One, when Lewis Hamilton led that, four guys went with him. Three guys. The next week, two guys less. They never got it uniform, and it wasn't even by the fourth or fifth time where it was. Lewis was the only one begging. Can we can we all do this? Deaf no. ears. No guys. So it. it it does take that, you know, that uniform um, expectation yeah. or the group to to do that. That's when yeah. the message really hits home. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I I was a part of it too with you know the you know the the Black Lives Matter, and there was a lot of a lot of times where you know the national anthem was on, and and guys didn't want to kneel. They supported the cause and they believed in it, but they were just like, no, I, I don't want to kneel right now, and there's there's nothing i i mean look it's it's all about individual opinions and, and what they feel is right um but that doesn't mean that they, they're not supporting the cause mm-hmm. you know so I, I and think, it's think, a longer saying you you just don't know what what some some people are going through you're, you're quoting me what the hell is going yeah. on <laughs> I, I think the black lives and the knee was politicized the message was politicized when it shouldn't have been pre- and that's what made it more right um very serious conversation for Brian. <laughs> yeah. We're not butchering it too bad. But, uh, <laughs> speaking of politics, Canada's put on. Yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about how you treat gay people. <laughs> Talking yeah. about homophobia. Justin Trudeau comes out this week when asked about it, saying, uh, it was ill-advised. Mm-hmm. Basically, no one asked me about this. And, and when I first, I don't know about you guys, when I first saw Canada playing Iran, I was disappointed because it's just Iran. I was hoping for a bigger name. Um, I didn't think, oh, that's not a great PR move. But then you start thinking about it and you think, man, we haven't had diplomatic ties with Iran since 2012. Right now, there's, there's an investigation into, of course, uh, Flight 752, mm-hmm. which the Iran army shot down. In When was that? Two years ago now? Three years ago now? Two and a half, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, the victims' families are still seeking answers there. Um, Maybe not the best choice, but at the same time, who else is coming to Canada in June? The European teams aren't, right? Uh, Brazil's already playing, I think, Japan. Argentina's not coming. You don't want to play CONCACAF teams. Maybe this is the only choice. 
Is that possible? Well, and the fact that we used to, I mean, we played Iran in Egypt uh, years ago and, you know, and we didn't have particularly great ties with them then either, but nobody give a shit. Now, all of a sudden, Canada makes a World Cup and everybody's paying attention on what's going on. Oh, oh, Canada's, Iran's coming, right? So that's another thing. I mean, you could, okay, so you bring in another country. Uh, say, let's bring in Senegal. Well, no, they're all homophobic. Are you going to allow that to happen? So next thing you know, they have the gay population of Canada saying they shouldn't be here. And, you know, it could go on and on. I just don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Because I just, I just hope that soccer canada was thoughtful about it that's all like if they have a reason i'm just saying you, you i mean we nod aheads my point is if you think about it you can stand behind it then then i have no problem with it if the approach is taken as thoughtful considered uh intelligent you know the, hey, only, we, the only thought was football the only thought was football this is a, a nation that's also going to be at the world cup Yep. This is a nation that plays in a confederation that is not CONCACAF. Uh, and yes, it's not CONMEBOL or UEFA either, but it's in a competition level that's foreign and a style that's very different than what these players have seen wearing an international shirt. I think it was a pure football decision. Mm. Yeah. They put no thought into it mm -hmm. other than that. Maybe that's what they need to come out and say, <laughs> right, this is just... For well, that's... Yeah. And, that, and at least that. that's their answer. Will it then get criticized for that? Outside of football. Sure. Yeah, you can't win, can you? Really as simple as that. I was hoping for a bigger name, mind you, personally, but uh, it costs money too, right? So Who were you hoping teams. for? Yeah. Who were you hoping for? Uh, the 1970 Brazil team. <laughs> we might win. I'm, I'm <laughs> <idiot. So, laughs> no, no, I wanted a bigger name too. And, you know, to be honest, it, I didn't, it didn't have to be at home for me. I just thought that it would be great if they could use this window and, and get a UEFA team. That's not in their group. That's also going to the World Cup. I had thought that there might have been some behind-the-scenes conversations to make that happen. Hopeful that they will. Whole team. I think B, they will though. Um, the next window when they go to Europe, they'll get a couple of games in there with, with European teams. But yeah, we keep thinking about that England Vancouver date. You know, back in eighty-five, eighty-six, eighty-six. Mm -hmm. Famous game, right? Eighty-six, just before the World Cup. You know, a famous game, but that was because England was on the way to, you know, Mexico. So it made more sense geographically, I suppose. I guess what it tells us, though, is that uh, there will be games at the World Cup in Vancouver. I would assume. Why else would you have a friendly there otherwise? Yeah, they're really pushing it, aren't they? They're yeah. definitely pushing out games there. Yeah. 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 All right, boys. Um, yeah, they should. They should. Um, shall we uh, welcome in our newly renamed segment, Wonger's Mail Sack? Wonger's Mail Sack, brought to you by... Testicular Cancer Canada. <laughs> Awareness. <laughs> Awareness. How bigger than your largest? I don't know. They, they, they are called. I worked. I worked with Testicular Cancer Canada before. I had Craig tweet out for me. We want a Is it advertising that? award. Uh, yeah. It's T called T Testicular Cancer Canada. TCC Testicular Cancer Canada. Yeah. It's, really? There's yeah. There's two. Uh, and I think uh, Testicular Cancer. Awareness Society? Month is in March or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I thought uh, you were going to say sponsored by Veet. No, but uh, we'd also like to uh, talk to talk about our <laughs> get that hair off the pre presenting <laughs> presenting sponsor North Star Bets. So thank you North Star Bets as our presenting sponsor. <laughs> they want to be associated with this right now. Wow, it's important. No, want to be associated uh, with this episode. Fifty six minutes. Of, what the hell was that? <laughs> what? <laughs> So, uh, uh, at James Sharman, this is Fitzy on Twitter. Do you think, so everybody has to answer this, do you think Richie Larea stays with Forrest if they get promoted, or does he get loaned out to a team in the championship next season? Good question. We just had Richie on, too. So, interesting to prognosticate. Well... That's a really, it is a very interesting question. And, it, and it's an interesting one about uh, Richie too, that what is actually better for Richie at this present moment? Is promoting? It might be, but maybe not. Maybe they don't get promoted and they make some changes and he gets into the team and he plays, he's ever present next year and blah, 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 you know. Or he goes to the Premier League and he plays and that works out really well for him. Or he ends up on the bench there. Ends on loan. There's a whole bunch of different scenarios. So it doesn't definitely guarantee Richie um, the best path if they are promoted necessarily. 
I mean, he's not in the team now. They're not going to get weaker when they go up. No. I, I think for me, um, I don't think he will get loaned out. I think he needs to get a good preseason under his belt with the squad and and fight for fight for a position. Look, right now, Spence has been great. Whether they go back after Spence, if they get promoted to the Premier League, obviously it'll make it a little bit tougher. Or Colback as well on the left side. He's had a great, great season himself. But I think Richie needs to be in a position where he's he has a good preseason under his belt and and then fight for that position. But I, I don't think they'll loan him out right away because I think he can I think he can play in this squad. Yeah. They need the squad size. They need the they're players. Gonna, they're gonna get more players. They're gonna have a big squad. Yeah. Would you rather be a backup in the Prem or a starter in the championship? Well, in, in the Prem, you'd want to fight for a position. Yeah. Of course. That's a league that everybody wants to get to. So now he's there. You know, I don't think Richie's going to lay over and say, oh, you know, take that spot without me, without me giving up a fight. Yeah, all these guys believe in themselves, right? And Richie sure. has, enough, has been given enough indication to know that this club believes in him. And look, at when they acquired him in January, they were in a position where it seemed like finishing the playoffs was within reach, which was yeah. not the case earlier in the year when they were dead last. Was it not December, um, yeah. Jimmy? They were dead yeah, last they're, they're in December. Yeah, they were near the bottom. Bottom was, six. Bottom three. three bottom six, yeah. yeah. Bottom six then, okay. Yeah. 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 So no, to, it's incredible to turn around. To turn yeah. it around for for Richie to you know start getting features, start getting chances now that they obviously believe in him and see potential. And I'm with Jimmy that, you know, I, th- I think both the club and him will think full preseason and let's give it a go. Let's battle it out. Not looking at the loan situation. Oh, it'd be nice to see Richie going to the World Cup as a Premier League player. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Mm. Might be more than just Richie, depending on what transfer scuttlebutt you believe. It might be. Is there a new rumor about Jonathan David? Is it Newcastle? Is it Leicester? Oh, you know, given his form since the rumors began, I'm not sure what his value is at the moment. He's had a yeah. bad, bad few months. But he's still, he's still. T- you're, you're right. But he's still being linked. The same, same rumors. Arsenal, or Tottenham looking at him. Newcastle would be comfortable with 60 million. That seems to still be the reports, but then again, Messi's going to take one third of Miami. Uh, so who knows what to believe when it comes to reports? That's, that's next year. <laughs> Spurs, by the way, yeah, and, and Arsenal. I mean, that's that's a, been a crazy, crazy week and a huge, huge game or two coming up this weekend. And man, maybe Arsenal are in the market for a John David because they're not in the Champions League and they drop their their price a little bit. Hmm. We'll find out on Sunday. Well, what else you got there? I was going to say, uh, I was going to do one more, uh, sorry, I was going to do one more review just because it was uh, re- worked on our last one. So uh, we're no- this is from Choms04 via Apple Podcasts. Choms? Five stars. And it says, great value. One of the boys must have some dirt on somebody at Torstar. Congrats to Wonger now that he can get the matching fridge and stove. So thanks, guys, for helping me get the matching appliances. I appreciate it. But reading between the lines, he believes we're not good enough to be with Torstar without having naked yeah. photos. Yes, I, but he also says great value. I always like when people – I'm a big believer in value. <laughs> all about value. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised you don't push that more. You're not – you know, maybe you are with our shared gambling account. Maybe you are chasing plus 8,000 underdogs. And you I've, got, uh, I've got an over for the uh, Golden State game today, Golden State and Dallas. I've got the over at uh, 217. So that's what I'm betting on. I have Ricky Fowler winning the PGA Championship at uh, I I get I win on ten bucks one thousand two hundred and fifty. This is your uh, own account, right? You're not running our money. Through. That is the no, no. You, oh yes, your money, yes. your money, yes. B. Uh, well, don't, don't you don't you owe Jimmy and B some money anyway? Yeah, when they send me the. Uh, when they send me the uh, receipts. Jimmy, when we get uh, off, I'll give you a call, buddy. We'll send the receipts in. Yeah, I doubt we'll get it because he just bought cutlery as well. <laughs> I'm a big cutlery guy. <laughs> well, for the debut of Wong's mail sack, that was uh, mediocre at best, but we will take it. We'll so take it. Great review and a really good question, actually. So we appreciate yeah. it. Keep them coming through Twitter or whatever. You know, We'll, we'll tweet out Wong's actual house address and you can literally mail some, some questions in. Old school, if you like. And B won't be at Betty's on next Wednesday, where we will no. be. We're going to no, do we'll uh, our live show and have a few pints after. So, uh, yeah, if you're around, give us a holler and we'll tell you where to come. 
thing is, you say it's live afterwards. Show. We'll be in a, yeah, we'll, we'll be in a room doing afterwards. a podcast, but you're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> afterwards, afterwards, we shall, uh, yeah, mingle with the mingle. skull. I mean, geez, them. we had a great time at uh, Dog and Bear the West with the West Ham fans. Craig, you had a great time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was great. Classic group, and, those guys. Yeah, they, they can now great. all say, "Hey, they, you know, they battled in the Europa League and they lost to the champions." I think that's that makes uh, that's a bit of a consolation, yeah. isn't it? Well, I think you guys should be coming down and hanging out with the Toronto Trickies, the Nottingham Forest fan club in the city one day. I'll I think they would like to see you guys. I'll join you. Did they give you free beers? Maybe for the final. Hmm. I, I'll join you for that for sure. It's it's next Saturday, not this Saturday, right? Yeah. Hey, there's a there's that Forge TFC game. Did you read that? CP uh, Hamilton is opening up more seats because for the, Cana- uh, the Canadian Championship that was yeah. 2020 that was yeah. not able to be played from 20. I know, I know, but it's still interesting to me that the that the growth, yeah, yeah and Forge is. I mean, Bill. Forge TFC. That's not a that's not a gimme, <laughs> especially the way TFC's playing. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Got some problems there. Go All right, everyone. Well, that was Footy Prime, the podcast. We're back on Sunday slash Monday, looking back on the final weekend of European football, domestic European football. Make sure you like us and you follow us and you buy newspapers. All right, it's Footy Prime. Cheers for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.